This episode brought to you by the Roster Up Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. Outstanding. Back at it again. Lance, long time no see. <laughs> long time no see. Still uh, here, still without ooze. Yep. Uh, we recorded on the same day, trying to expedite some things, see how two shows in one day go. But we're still giving you everything you need, everyone. We're here. Did you change your shirt? Because I didn't. No, I didn't. I was getting <laughs> a little hot, though. I was thinking about it. But Ooze is still not here. He's actually traveling and doing some other stuff. You are missed. But we still got a show to do. So me and Lance got to go to work. But before we start anything, Red Alert, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. My dog is squeaking (laughs) stuff in the background. Also, whatever other social media I forgot. Follow us, Roster Up Media. And we've got 17 regular NFL teams going. We're going to be adding more, hopefully, throughout the season. DFS, obviously. So come get your football knowledge, news, and advice here at Roster Up Media. Lance, you ready to get into it? We're going to do week six preview. Week six preview. What's the news? The main thing about the news, everyone. Another red alert, teams are on by. Bye weeks have started. So we have the Jets, the Falcons, 49ers, and the Saints. No Kamara, no Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts. Uh, none of the 49ers backfield or Debo Samuels. And hopefully you weren't starting anyone on the Jets anyway. <laughs> Maybe Corey Davis. But to highlight the news from our last show, Saquon players you want to kind of be interested in or keep a watch on Saquon he's out for two to four weeks Daniel Jones is week to week Calvin Ridley is on by but was out on personal reasons Clyde Edwards Alaire is out for two to four weeks and make sure you're checking your news people because some of these things could change as the week goes on obviously Russell Wilson if you saw the game Thursday he ruptured a tendon in his finger and George Kittle is on IR, and Julio could be out week six as well. And also keep a lookout for Dalvin Cook, who sat out this week on a healthy scratch right before the game started. All right, Lance, you ready? Some starts and sits? Starts and sits. All right, let's start off with some QB starts and sits. Um, Starts, um, you shouldn't have to be told this, but Patrick Mahomes, definitely a start this week uh he's going up against washington washington's not been good at all against any mid to uh deep routes um so expect kelsey expect tiger kill to get in there and start getting their points patrick mahomes is also going back and maybe he's going to be a little bit more serious and, and paying attention um that offense needs to be able to do something i also don't expect their defense to do anything so i expect it to be a uh, high-scoring match again. Um, Henneke might have a bounce-back week. 
Um, but he's definitely not a start on any of your teams, hopefully. A sit. Um, there's two sits. Kirk Cousins going up Carolina defense. Carolina's defense is as good as it is. Um, and Cousins has not been looking good the last two weeks. So I, I expect him to struggle against that defense. And Derek Carr is going up against Denver's defense. There's number two against the pass. Um, it's definitely going to give him problems. And he, he has turnover in the head coach department. So he's a sit if you had him as a starter or if you had him thinking maybe I need to put somebody in for one of my quarterbacks that's out this week. Um, who would your quarterback be, James Winston, Trey Lance? I don't know what starter you would have had that would be benched this week, but don't expect Carr to go in there and do what you need to get done. So I'm liking, and I kind of see this, I feel like it's an effect almost. I'm liking giant players, Tooney or Ross against the Rams because of the fact that it's probably a high over under and the Rams are just going to score a lot. So I feel like kind of like in the Dallas game last week, they put up a lot of points against the Panthers, but then the Panthers got some garbage time touchdowns. That could be an effect to a lot of these games that have high over unders because of one time, one team being so dominant um, in their offense, i.e. the Rams, the Buccaneers, the Cowboys. So I like me some Tooney or John Ross if um, Daniel Jones is back, kind of just either whether it be garbage touchdown or just because of the high over under, like I explained earlier. On the flip side, I also like almost any of the Rams players, Tyler Higby, Woods, um, Cooper Cup. So, I mean, this goes without saying you're starting those guys anyway. If you had doubt because of Cooper's, you know, poor performance last game or the games before with Robert Woods, do not have any doubt. Um, they're going to probably win this game, maybe blow them out because the Giants suck and they're lacking um, personnel on both sides of the field. Yeah, they're getting smacked with the injury, injury bug right now. Uh, yes. it's, it's just nonstop. Um, <clears throat> I don't love divisional games too much like the Packers and the Bears because it feels like crazy things just happen in divisional games sometimes they're hard to they're hard to gauge sometimes they're blowouts and then other times they know each other too well because they see each other so often uh so it's always it's really hard to to judge those kinds of games so for that instance I'm kind of off of some of my bear players because they're playing the Packers. And I think if you have to, you know, put Allen Robinson in your flex, so be it, but he hasn't been performing well all year so far, but I'm not going to sit here and say like, you know, he's a start this week. I feel like it's going to be Packers dominating this game. You know, they're missing uh, Montgomery Justin Fields is injured. So, I mean, it's going to be not a pretty sight for the Bears. So I wouldn't expect a lot of production out of Allen Robinson, Mooney, or whoever the starting running back is um, replacing Montgomery, Damian Williams. All right. You ready for the preview? I'm going to just rapid fire 
between some of these. We're going to go through and skip some of the games that are not skip them, but go through rather quickly some of the games that are not too relevant. The ones that are kind of just like straightforward, start these players, blah, blah, blah. And then we'll dive in, you know, a little bit deeper on games that would seem a little bit more insightful. So I'll let you go first and then I'll take the, you know, we'll just alternate. We well, got the first Thursday. game is the yeah. Thursday night game, right? We got Tampa Bay. So Tom Brady coming off a short week, short rest um, after, you know, carrying the team, throwing five touchdowns against the Philadelphia Eagles, who pulled out uh, a pretty crazy win against the Carolina defense that was pretty stout up until the very end. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it doesn't help when the quarterback throws an interception that late in the game, um, gives them the ability to, to come down and score that touchdown. Um, this game, I expect Tampa Bay to be able to hand the Eagles. Um, I don't think that the short rest is going to be a problem for Tom Brady. It wasn't like he was out there. He did run for a first down. Um, but it's not like he was out there chugging along. He was standing in the, the back, not typically getting touched at all. Standing there for a while if you watched that game against Miami. Um, Jalen Hurts, I expect him to be able to, to get the points that he needs to do. But I don't expect those running backs again to do a lot this week. Sanders and Gainwell are not going to be great. Um, so I'm hoping that it's, it's not a total blowout um, in the sense that it was like 50 points against 14 or 21, like the Miami Dolphins just got smacked. But I expect it to be probably, I don't know, 31 to, to 21, maybe a 10-point difference in the game. Hmm. Okay, so fairly close, closer than some of these other games that Buccaneers been in. All right, next up we got the Dolphins and the Jags. So we talked a lot about Miles Gaskins last show, and – I mean, because of that performance, you're going to lean on starting him. So if you have to put him in your flex, because this game is just going to be whoever kind of, you know, makes mistakes, the turnover ratio will probably be the one that wins the, you know, winning team, the game. But I mean, it's, it's the same thing you've been seeing out of the dolphins and the Jags. I wouldn't get too excited. Everyone, um, if you got Chanel, I would start him just because the DJ Chark is out and hopefully we get the things we've been hoping out of him because he was, uh, you know, I guess a high candidate for someone who could break out this year. Other than that, I mean, I, you got to monitor Devontae Parker. He was a healthy scratch. So that means, you know, Jerry Waddle will get more targets and things like that. But out of this game, I wouldn't be trying to start too much or try and rely heavy on fancy points here. And uh, just to give everybody a heads up, this is a London game. So this True. is 930 in the morning. I was just about to bring up, I was like, they just played Tampa the, last week. They're playing Jacksonville this week, and then they're playing at home next week. Miami's got three home game, three home state games. But then I realized, no, they're playing in Tottenham Stadium. So they're out there in London. Um I don't know. The Jaguars have been playing there for years, something they're used to. Maybe it's home field advantage for them. Um, it, it's just hard going out there and playing it, and you know that Jacksonville wasn't great so far. So Gaskins might be the only thing. Um, Gaskins and Gusecki maybe 
would be anything viable coming out of there. You're not typically going to have Brissett on your team. And if you've got Trevor Lawrence, it's only because you're hoping that he turns into Justin Herbert at some point in this season. Mm-hmm. All right, Lance, let's go keep it moving. Vikings and Panthers. Vikings and Panthers. You kind of heard this in the uh, <coughs> um, sit em, start em. Um, But the Panthers are a stout defense. And I expect that to, to also hamper Mattinson on a, on the Vikings team or Cook, if Cook actually suits up and is able to play that game. Um, it's also going to be a damper on the people who are looking for Thielen to bounce back and looking for Justin Jefferson to, to start putting up those numbers that he put up last year. Um, I just don't see Minnesota being able to crack that defense. Um, it doesn't mean that they're not going to win this game, though, right? It's still Sam Darnold. It's still the Carolina Panthers who were able to lose the last game to uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, they're playing at home. Um, it's going to be in North Carolina, and we have to look to see if it's going to be a rainy game. It's a rainy game. It's going to be a little harder on the pass and a little easier on the run. Um, but that's that's what you got to look out for is whether or not um, Delvin Cook is actually going to play. Keep that in mind for your starting lineups. Don't get burned like I did. Leave Gaskins on the bench and Cook in the lineup. Oh, man. All right. After the week five matchup between these two teams, the Chargers and the Ravens, you could one can only expect that the over-under is like almost 60. But I just checked, and it's only 48. Maybe Vegas knows something we don't know. Maybe we just don't expect those games. They just had to – they were just outliers and crazy amounts of offense. But um, I think this is going to be a good one. Uh, Lamar looked good. Justin Herbert, we talk, talked about him lengthy in the last episode. I think you can just, you know, whoever you drafted on here from the draft, you start them. You're starting your Mark Andrews, your Mike Williams, Justin Herberts, Lamar, Marquise Brown. Maybe not Tyson Williams because he hasn't uh, showed up lately, but you're starting your Ecklers. You're starting everyone basically in this game, hoping for anything to resemble the past last week's games between these two teams that they had. Um, other than that, I mean, Lance, you got anything? No, I think, uh, I think that pretty much covers that. Um, the Chargers defense, although it's good, it hasn't been locked down. Um, so I could see both the Ravens and the Chargers going high. So if you're a betting person and you want to go with the over, try and lock it in now. Uh, it's still low. Get on your DraftKings, get on your FanDuel, do what you need to do. In the spirit of big bets, Zeus, we got to hit people up with the big bets. All right, moving right along. I mentioned this game earlier, but Lance, you can speak to it more. We've got the New York Giants versus the Rams. What's the over-under on this one? Um, so this one, I think, is higher. I was just looking at it. I just lost it, though. 50. 50. This one's higher. That's interesting because this could go – this could go two ways, right? Mm-hmm. Los Angeles could have Jalen, um, they could have Jalen Ramsey on whoever they think the top wide receiver for New York is, and then just let Darnold, um, Aaron Donald, uh, just try and get at 
um, Danny Dimes if he's in there or if they end up having to go with somebody else because he doesn't clear somebody else who's back there. And it could really suppress this, the scoring in this game. Correct. Um, they're not going to have a running back in Saquon. They're going to have the other running back, but I don't expect him to do a whole heck of a lot against the front seven that Los Angeles has. Um, the other way around, I do expect that Los Angeles is going to be able to move the ball as they need to, but they're one of those teams that once they get out to a big lead, they might not need to Their keep piling in. on. Yeah. So that might be a game you want to target for an under, unless for some reason you expect New York to be able to sling it with them. Next up, we've got Ooze's beloved Colts versus the Texans. And uh, I, I don't know about the Texans. Like, I don't know how you feel, Lance, but like, I don't want to touch anyone there. Regardless, you know, there is some valuable fancy pieces on each team, but it's getting to the point where you don't know what's going to happen. One week they're like doing great. One week they're the getting blown out. wide receiver last week with somebody signed off the play, uh, practice squad. It's yeah. one of those things where you can't you can't judge that team from week to week that that Houston Texans team. Which makes me want to kind of stay away from it. But anyway, on the other side of the ball, I liked that game last night. I have Pittman in a league. He got me some points. Zach Do we Pas- think Wentz turned a corner? Do we think uh, that's the Wentz that we're going to continue to see? Now, if Ooze was here, you already know he would be talking up a big game on Wentz. And don't even try and deny it, Ooze. You know you would. But, I mean, it's hard to say. I don't know if he turned a corner because he battles a lot of mental and physical demons, I would say. But, <laughs> I mean, this – you're riding off of some momentum here from the last game, and it's a pretty, you know, in shambles Texans team who still have issues with um, Watts, Watson. So, I mean, I feel like the Colts will win. Will they put up, you know, the production they put up last week? Maybe not, but, you know – it's, it's the NFL. Crazier things have happened. So I do think you could start Wentz, maybe stream him, because if he you know performs like he did last week, that would be good. But you're starting your Jonathan Taylors, um, Zach Pascal, if you're you know looking for someone for your bye weeks. Pittman, he's probably already gone, but I would start him. I'm in a multi-flex league where I have to start a lot of people. So he's definitely getting started and hopefully he just grabs, you know, a bomb out of nowhere. But other than that, I, you know, start your Colts. I think they'll be fine, but I'm going to stay away from the Texans. Yeah. Uh, Next up, Lance touched on this a little bit. Chiefs and Washington. Yeah. What's the over under on this one? notoriously bad 54 54 yeah so that's another one that one's going to be a lot harder i i don't think i would want the under on that but i also don't want to go over um so i'm staying away from that line i could see they're not changing much in kansas city from the previous week they've had a problem with defense for a while now they don't have any different personnel they don't have a different coach they're not going to be able to introduce a scheme to change that so I expect Kennedy to get back onto track uh, against this team. And Kansas City is not going to have too much trouble 
scoring against Washington. Washington's been almost a matador out there, just throwing up the cape and then letting people run right through. Um, so I don't, I don't see either one of these teams stopping each other. I just, at some point, somebody has to stop scoring. And I just yeah. don't see them getting past 54, but I don't want to put money on it. You're starting Scary Terry. He's QB proof. You're starting all your Chiefs. I mean, you spent the capital on their offenses. Just even even the Chiefs running back, who's going to take over for Hilaire? I would even start him still. He's yeah. going to be catching stuff out of backfield. He's going to be doing stuff. Um, I just don't see. I don't see you starting either of those defenses. That's for sure. Sure though. Yeah. So next game, Packers and Bears. I spoke to this a little bit earlier. Um, Justin Fields is hurt. You know, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers looking like maybe the best stack again from last year to this year in, you know, in consideration at least. And there's Aaron Jones and Randall Cobb. Um, I think the Packers win this one. But it is a divisional game, so you know crazy things could happen. But again, that Crosby is uh, their starting kicker this week. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot. There's to no way that. they don't. There's no way they don't keep him this season, um, just because of the sheer amount of work that he's put in for them. I would not be surprised if they revisited paying him next year, though. Yeah, um, we, for, we forgot to mention it on our last show on the duds, but like each kicker was a dud basically because what was it like 15 miss extra points or something like that? Like a record or something. Yeah. And then the, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Packers were just trading missed field goals, five missed field goals to end the game. This is um, utterly ridiculous. One finally successful. It was almost like you needed to watch it. And if you had the Sunday ticket, you actually got to watch Crosby make the kick. Unfortunately, yeah. if you were watching broadcast, you got to go to commercial. I'm sure everybody <laughs> was upset about that. Uh, but again, I think you're fine. Start your Packers, um, your Bears. I would be worried. No, Justin Fields, Andy Dalton. I mean, it's not looking good. It's just like some of these other games that we've highlighted, the Texans and the Colts. Like you s- stick on one side, don't go, <laughs> don't go the other. But let's keep it going. We got the Bengals. The Bengals are looking real good with their three-headed um, wide receivers and running backfield of Joe Mixon and uh, Samaj P. Ryan. And then we have the Lions, the Lions, the Lions, Lance. So take us through this one. Yeah, so Swift is the only thing that you want from the Lions. You don't want anybody else from there. Um, that means golf isn't on your team. Shouldn't even be in consideration. You don't even want their kicker. Swift is the only one getting you some decent points. On the other side, Jamar Chase is doing you well. Um, you got to keep an eye out to make sure Burrow is still doing fine. Um, he did have some laceration to his neck, and he went to the hospital. He's out. He should be fine, but I would just keep an eye on that because that could swing this this game the other way around. Um the Bengals should have been four and one, but they're three and two going into this game, trying to get a win, bounce back win, to get them to four and two, um, heading heading into week seven. All right, so we've got the Cardinals and the Browns next. 
Do you think the Browns knock off the Cardinals? Is this is this the week to finish off the last undefeated? Because uh, my bold prediction was that last week was not. But how bold did I need really need to be last week? I, I would say that's a coin flip. Like the Browns could do it because they got Kareem Hunt and Chubb. But, I mean, I don't know. I like the Cardinals in this one. They're just so powerful on offense. And Kyle Murray's still looking like, well, maybe not this past week, but, you know. Well, that, that's what you were saying about division games, though, right? Everybody yeah. has to remember. That was the division game. That was San Fran versus the, yep. the Arizona Cardinals. They play each other twice a year. They've been seeing Kyler Murray for three, three, three years now, right? And they've been seeing – Hopkins for this is their second year, but they know that offense. They know what's going on there right now. They've have enough tape on him. Um, and then that you got to see what happened out of that, right? The defense for Arizona helped them out. For the most part, the offense did just enough to win. Fantasy-wise, that wasn't great. This week, they're not playing somebody who knows them so well. Cleveland hasn't exactly been stout on defense. I could see this one. The over-under is 53 and a half. I could see this one being very high, kind of like the Chargers and the Browns, if it starts heading in that direction. Um, You're starting your Kareem Hunt and your Chubb. Kareem Hunt in a flex, you know, if you got better options, play there. The wide receivers for the Browns, there is none. That's why maybe Njoko got heavily targeted, you know, this past week. But OBJ almost is non-playable now. Um, Landry's still out. And on the other side of the field, obviously you're starting Kyler Murray. And then it's hard because D-Hop, I feel like he didn't can't remember now i feel like he didn't do us good in ffpc i know ooze would speak more to that but it's hard because there's christian kirk the rookie rondell moore uh d hop and aj green it's just like too many wide receivers and like i said in episodes past it's just you're hoping your guy goes off this week Mm -hmm. um Usually two of them go off, and then the other two are kind of less left with nothing. So, um, oh, okay, no, he did go off. Uh, 20 points, 87 yards, six receptions, and one touchdown. Um, so hopefully he'll do that again. But you never know. From week to week, it's very sporadic with who gets the ball there in Arizona. But, you know, you're starting him because you have to. If you're looking at Christian Kirk or Rondell Moore, maybe, you know, you have better options there. I would kind of consider that. But if you have to, you have to. I know in one league I have to start Christian Kirk. Um, Cowboys and Patriots. I'll let you have this one. I was going to take it, but you (laughs) go ahead. Cowboys and Patriots. Uh, Yeah, so Cowboys and Patriots. Um, you expect the Patriots to be able to do what they've been doing. Uh, you expect maybe 21, 22 points out of them. Um, that means the Cowboys may not have to work so hard this week, hopefully, which means that some of those fantasy points are going to come down. 
whether that means that their receiving is going to come down some or their running is going to come down some. I think their receiving is going to come down some. So don't expect CD Lamb to go off um, if Amari Cooper is going to go off. Um, that tight end is still going to be useful. Schultz is still going to be out there for his targets. He may not get a touchdown this week, but he's still going to be there for targets. And Ezekiel Elliott is probably to play here still. It's not that you would ever bench him, but he's going to be able to get his runs in there. The secondary on the Patriots is not, they're not chumps. They're not, they're not weak, um, even though they don't have Stephen Gilmore in there. Um, they're able to handle their own to a certain degree, but that slot might be susceptible. So maybe the running back coming out of the backfield, Tony Pollard would be useful. So keep them in mind as you've got the bye weeks coming up. Um, if you're not already starting them as a flex or a second in the case that you stayed away from some running backs until late in the draft. So I think like I was trying to explain earlier, this might be a good one for some of the Patriot players, um, Myers, or maybe even um, I think it's Stevenson, the backup running back, like because of the Cowboys going to score a lot of points or, you know, just having a higher over under, the Patriots might be a decent play for some of you guys that have buy op, you know buy weeks and are limited on options. So I would look to, to kind of maybe you know pick up some players that are just been left for dead. Maybe a Nelson Aguilar grabs a bomb, um, a deep one this game. All right, moving along, Raiders and Broncos. So. This one might be a little ugly. Jay Gruden fired or resigned rather from John. the Raiders. John Gruden. Jay is still out there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and we've got the Broncos who kind of, you know, different team each week. So you got Waller. You're going to start him. You've got, um, you know, honestly, is that it? You got Javante Williams, perhaps. What about uh, which, Jacobs? Oh, yeah, Josh Jacobs. Uh, I've been trying to move off of Josh Jacobs. I know we were high with him in the preseason. He just – Devont between Devontae Booker and the injuries is just not paying out the uh, dividends of third round, fourth round, at least in my opinion. He could come back and be very valuable later on in the season if he stays healthy and they give him more goal line work and just more touches. But I, if you got better options here, I would go with them just because this might be a low scoring affair and the Raiders, you know, haven't looked good and now they have problems with their, you know, management and everything that happened with Gruden. So, I mean, you know, if you have them, start Josh Jacobs, starts Waller, start Sutton. I would start Fant. I know he hasn't been good for two weeks, but, you know, tight end is limited. And if he catches a touchdown, we're good to go. But other than that, I'm not really focusing on many players here. Javonta Williams, again, you know, it's just – week to week with between him and Melvin Gordon. So I think Javante's points have gone up. Well, Melvin Gordon has gone a little bit down or they swap, but it kind of Javante hasn't gone up. It just 
they plateaued at 10. Yeah. You're basically getting yeah. 10 points out of them every week. Yeah. Where Melvin Gordon has come back down from the 25, 30 that he was putting up. Great, great way to explain it. So, you know, if you have, you need the floor in your flex option, or if you have two flexes or more than one, you know, go with the floor there. If, you know, your roster needs it or is constructed that way. Other than that, kind of just stay away from some of these players. All right, we've got the Seahawks with no Russell Wilson on Sunday night versus the Steelers with no Juju. What do you got in this one, Lance? Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty boring game. I don't know who they're going to um, – I, I don't know how well the wide receivers of the Seahawks are going to re- relate to the quarterback coming in there. Um, why can't I remember who the quarterback is? The Smith, Geno Smith. Geno Smith, that's right. Geno Smith. Um, what everybody wanted, um, I, I guess he was like a, a Robert um, Robert Griffin III, like yeah. clone-ish, or maybe like the precursor to Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Definitely didn't pan out. Um, he's going to be able to run. He's going to be able to get some yardage and stuff like that. Uh, but as far as standing in there and making a good decision and throwing those passes, unless Lockett's going to get wide open, unless DK Metcalf is going to get wide open, which they weren't doing when Russell Wilson was there, I don't expect that to, to get any better with a change in quarterback. Um, the Steelers lost a wide receiver but didn't actually mo- lose a beat. Um, it's pretty evident that Juju the last two seasons have been moving down the, the depth chart order, um, and Claypool is definitely – sprung above him and if he hasn't sprung to number one he's jumping and, and nipping at Deontay, uh, Deontay uh, Jordan's uh, Johnson's heels um, last week he well outperformed him um, Deontay had that touchdown for 50 yards which was good to see Ben actually target somebody after 20 yards um, for once and not do a check down but Najee Harris is definitely going to be a play here, right? He's still the guy there. He's still going to be catching that stuff out of the backfield. He's their number one running back. He doesn't look like – he's still young. He's still spry. He's getting all those yardage, and it's early in the season. So he's going to be able to do that against Seahawks. Last game, Monday night. This is, I think, going to be the opposite of what Lance thinks of Sunday night a very good entertaining game with the bills and the Titans, the bills. Okay. They think were... It's going to be entertaining. You think it's going to be close? Cause what that means is you expect AJ Brown to be able to jump into this game and perform. I'm hoping wishing for AJ Brown for my one fancy team. I have him on because I literally went into the week, made a bet with this person and they put up 193, I put up 170 something. And if AJ Brown just put up a decent game or a typical AJ Brown typical game, I might have won. It's still 20 points. So I probably need something else, but still I, I could have won. So I like to be hopeful that, you know, it's prime time. The they're gonna have to compete with the Bills if they want to win. King Henry can't do it all. So I feel like. Yes, you're starting A.J. Brown. You're starting King Henry. There may not be a Julio. So, you know, A.J. Brown, you know what it's like to play without him. So just do what you were doing before. And hopefully some of these 
you know, I guess situations the Titans have been in where they've, you know, gotten real close one wins and losses. They get past that and kind of be like the team they were last year, which was, I forget their record, but obviously very high powerful offense and winning games. And it's the bills. I mean, you're starting those players. Hopefully Stefan Diggs kind of produces the numbers you drafted him at for first round, second round pick. And, you know, Josh Allen, he, his performance last week was kind of overshadowed, overshadowed by um, Lamar and Justin Herbert. So we didn't speak well to him or a lot about him and Tom Brady, but he's doing his thing, rushing. Um, That's the passing. problem when you do it week after week, right? <laughs> <I guess laughs> him over and Tom him. Brady, I mean, it's just week after week. We can't just keep singing their praises. They got to yeah. do something special. <laughs> so I feel like you're starting him. Um Obviously, quarterback, if you have buys, which you're probably not starting most of those quarterbacks from the teams on buy. <clears throat> but maybe because of the high over-under, you throw in Tannehill in there and he has a decent game. But if you got better options, you might want to look elsewhere just because it's Monday night and you might need a lot from him to win you your you know league or matchup at that point. But I think this will be entertaining. Um, I think the Titans keep it close, but it's still, you know, high scoring affair could be in the thirties. Um, yeah. So other than that, we went through all the games again, we've got the jets, the Falcons, the 49ers and saints on by. So you're not playing any of those, um, teams and let's wrap up with the in-season tip. And Lance, you can chime in anytime you want. But basically, the tip for this week is sometimes you can play defense on the waiver wire, especially when bye weeks are coming. Um, And what I mean by this is, let's just say I'm facing Lance this week, and I see that he's a little rough or shaky at wide receiver. And he has two wide receivers on bye, let's just say. Calvin Ridley and um, Marcus Callaway this week. It might be good enough, good idea for me to go the waiver wire, check out the wide receivers. And even though my wide receivers are good and they're going to be playing, if I have the bench space, let me pick up that wide receiver. So he doesn't get it. I may not play that person, but it keeps him from having someone who could potentially go off and use those points against me. So it's almost a tricky defensive play to kind of prohibit someone from picking up someone and using them against you. It also, so it, yeah. also looking at that waiver wire, see who they drop because those people who are facing multiple people on buys are typically going to have to drop somebody, try and handle it. And it might be somebody you could use and stash on your bench while they're hoping that they'll get them next week when they come back from the bye. Correct. Especially if IR spots, you're waiting for like a long-term player to come back or one of your starters. Um, I made the mistake of dropping Michael Gallup in a league and I had an IR spot. And then I went to go pick him up next week to put him back in my IR and he wasn't there anymore. So use the waiver wire to play defense you know, always check your matchups, kind of see who you're playing against. 
uh, the more leagues you have, the harder it is because you're just going to be playing the same people that you have on your teams. But, you know, if you have a little less, you know, study your matchup, study their team and study the waiver wire. It's more than just setting your lineup, setting your waivers and, you know, going into the week, uh, hoping for the best. Sometimes you got to do a little bit more digging and researching to see how you can better your team or take away from your opponent's team. Anything else on that, Lance? No, definitely. Definitely. These are the weeks that you want to spend more time looking at that waiver wire and being strategic about it. Well said, well said. Well, this was a little shorter one because we didn't have a news and Ooze wasn't here to kind of banter and argue with Lance, but uh, we got through it. Week six preview. Be on the lookout for people that are dropped, waiver wires and bye weeks, guys. And check us out next week for more episodes of The Russell. And Ooze Ooze will let us know whether or not we did good with any of the overs and unders we went with. That's right. Big Bet Suze will be back and will provide us his criticism and praise. Probably mostly criticism, though. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. It's been real here at the Russell. Peace.